0: All right, and welcome back to another episode of the I'll Be Back podcast. Um, We have our first guest uh, who's (laughs) coming back for the second time because we did this already and there was a difficulty, so he was nice enough to come back. So this week we have Derek Dennis, former offensive tackle for the Temple Owls and played a couple seasons in the NFL and uh, Canadian Football League as well. Uh, Thanks for coming on, Derek. I
1: appreciate you having me, Sean. What's going on, man?
0: Not much. Uh, hopefully, we're all good this time. Uh, I got another whiskey yeah, drink.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, you good? Yeah, you back at it, man? So, yeah. so good, <laughs> good, good, right.
0: uh, It helps during the pot, I think. <laughs> um, so yeah. thanks again, Derek, for coming yeah, yeah. back on. Uh, like I said, we did this Tuesday, and it was great. So hopefully, we can get the same exact product. Um, so, Derek, you played at Temple from 2007 till the end of 2011, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And um, so you were part of that 09 team that was like the first, you know, really good season. You know, first season in how many years? That was, you know, what, they went eight games? Made a, uh, yeah, that was the
1: first game we went to in like 30 games. We won uh, won nine games in a row, I think, or eight games in a row, something like that.
0: Yeah. So, so when Al Golden was recruiting you in like 2007, like, did he tell you that's like the goal? Was that the mission?
1: Yeah, yeah, man. Like, that was the, the... – of me going to Temple is I just kind of believed in the vision by Coach Golden and uh, I thought I could contribute to it and it was pretty much they was giving me the best opportunity to come in and play as a freshman and uh, that was always my thing I always felt like I could contribute right away I felt like I didn't really need uh, to like sit on a bench and red shirt type of thing so uh, yeah I got a chance to come in my freshman year um, didn't start the first game but the second game of the season I started I think I started about Seven games my freshman year, but I played in like ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. So it was cool, man. And I did I. Right. I uh, started my career right tackle, and I got moved to uh, right guard, I think. And then I got moved to center in the spring. Going you to played a little bit every
0: year. every offensive line position. You you racked up some <laughs> minutes.
1: Played every position at Temple in the game except for center. I pretty much played every position in my, in my career except for center. Like, I've done center of practice a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I've just never done it in a live game.
0: And and when you guys, when you went to Temple, I know you you were telling me on Tuesday, like some of the other guys in that recruiting class, who were they again
1: that you came uh, in? Yeah, um, J. Kwon Jarrett, uh, Muhammad Wilkerson, he was supposed to be in our class, but he ended up going to um, to uh, prep school and he, he came the next season. Mm-hmm. Um, Joseph Twins, Eli and Peanut Joseph. Um, Colin Madison, uh, man, so many dudes, man. We had a lot of good dudes. Uh, we had a lot of guys that came in the year before that was there, too. So I think that combination of that '06 class and that '07 class and then the mm-hmm. 08, those three classes right there was like the, the core the core group that turned the program around and kind of got it on the trajectory that it's on now.
0: And, and is that what Al sold you guys on? Like he had that vision at the time?
1: Yeah, man, um, when I was on my, my, I mean, my recruiting visit uh, is almost kind of legendary in a sense because a lot of guys, like, when we, when we all got to school, we always talk about our recruiter trip, like, recruiter visits and where they take us and what do we do. And normally, well, at least when I was getting recruited, they would always take the recruits to Dave and Buster's and, like, you know, let them eat the food and play games, stuff like that. They took me to this nice, when I was getting recruited, they took me to this nice five-star restaurant. Like, I'm talking about the restaurant was so nice, it wasn't even prices on the menu. Like, it was crazy. My parents, it it was the funniest thing ever because my parents, like, I'm from New York City. You know what I'm saying? Like, I come from, from, you know, humble beginnings. So, like, my parents was, like, the whole time, they look at the menu and they they asking, um, Coach Andrew Dees, who's the O-line coach, I remember him sitting there, uh, he was a tight end coach, and then uh, Mark DeLeon was O-line coach at the time when I was getting recruited. And they were sitting there with us talking to us, whatever. And uh, my parents was like, "Yo, um, there's no prices on the menu. Like, what do we order?" And they're like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Order whatever you want. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, like this is just for y'all. Like, get whatever you want." And it was like crazy. It was like this back room and this five-star restaurant. All the coaches in there. It was like maybe two or three other recruits, and they was like winding the diners. Like it was crazy. Um, <laughs> and my parents were, like ordering like lobster tails, and it was like I, I think the bill probably was ridiculous. It had to be like a $1,000 because I never been to a restaurant until I like got to the league and I got money. I never been to a restaurant that had price have on the menu. And when you got like, you know, when they say, when it says market value for, on like seafood, <laughs> that's that's like expensive. Yeah. So <laughs> so it was crazy. Like the, the, my recruiting trip was like.
0: Did you, you rub that in all their faces? Like I didn't go to Dave and Buster's?
1: <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I thought I thought they were recruiting everybody like to me. Like I'm just like, oh yeah, yo, the when just you go to y'all? They like restaurant. I'm like to that super nice restaurant with the with the big screen TV on the wall, and they're like, nah, we all went to David Buster's. I was like, oh,
0: <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Um, so. Oh, we lost her for a second. You back?
1: There he is. Oh yeah. For a second, it started lagging a little bit. It's all
0: good. Um, so you played at Temple. You're part of the '09 season, best season, and you know almost school history up to that point. Um, yeah, yeah. And then Al Golden leaves, right?
1: Yeah. After that season, he uh, he left and went to Miami.
0: So then you played a year under Adazio. You got any good Adazio stories for us?
1: Yeah, Um. Coach Adazio was funny, man. Uh, I remember uh, I actually met him. I met him before he got hired. Um, when I met him, like, uh, we had, like, a, a mutual friend. He was a high school coach in New York City. who He knew very well, and I got connected, you know, with him. And I used to go to the high school and work out with him. His son actually came to work with us at Temple. Um, coach Mangiero, Uh his son, his son and now he I think he's a strength coach in the NFL. Uh, came Jim came to work with us. Um, and, uh, he was real like good friends with Coach Dazzy. He like told him like, "Y'all know, where this, you know, New York City kid, offensive lineman. He knew Coach Dodger loved offensive lineman." And uh, I remember, like, when I went to his press conference when he got hired and met him, shook his hand. You know, like, we had a great, you know, talk. And he was, like, kind of telling me, like, yo, you're going to be one of the guys I'm, I'm going to lean on to kind of help me with this transition. And uh, it was cool, man. Like, uh, I was excited to play in his offense because if you ever watched, like, the – Very run-heavy, ones... right? Huh? Yeah. The big run-heavy other... guy, right? Yeah, well, well he, he coached, you know, he ran that, that offense that had, like, Tim Tebow, Percy Harvin. you know, um those guys, like, he coached he coached UF when UF was, like, the, the thing of college football. You know, Aaron Hernandez was, like, his offense. So, yeah. when we found out, like, you know, where he came from and when he coached, we was like, oh, yeah, like, we about to be nice. like. Yeah. And, uh, we was, man. We had a – my offense literally, we ran the ball, like, a joke, like, I said my, my senior highlight tape, I must have pulled. He made me pull at least, like, Thirty times a game, like, and it was always me. We always ran in one direction. We always ran power, like power is like his favorite play. We always ran power, and we always ran it to the right. We never threw the ball. And we <laughs> run like fifty times, stop. And I was always the guy who was always pulling, and 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 I like my senior year. All I did, pull, I pull pulled through the hole. Blow up linebackers and let Bernard do the rest. And uh, I think we, I think we was like top five in the country in rushing yards. Like I think we averaged like a hundred forty, a hundred fifty yards a game rushing. Which like the only teams that that ran more than us was like the wishbone teams, like Navy, yeah, and, Navy Army and Army, and, like those <laughs> teams. All they do is like yeah, all they do is cut people in and run the ball. Those only teams that rushed more than us. And uh, how them, uh, how fired up was.
0: Was Adazio at practices? Like, yeah, I know he was all about, like, the chest bumps and the dudes being dudes. Yeah, how,
1: how he talked in interviews, how yeah. he was. Like, that was him.
0: That was his like, Adazio was, uh, all
1: the time? <laughs> man, he was, like, a typical Northeast Italian guy. Like, everything was hard-nosed, juiced up. Like, that's kind of – but it was – a lot of us was used to it because that's how Golden was. That's kind of how, like, how D'Onofrio was. Like, it's just kind of – coaches cool we had before that were the same way. Yeah. And it's just uh, – it was easy. It was an easy transition for us. Um, cool. We had fun. We had a ball that year. Yeah, that was a good team.
0: That was was that the one that won the New Mexico Bowl?
1: Yeah, we won the New Mexico Bowl my senior year. We beat we beat Wyoming. Like blew them out the water. It wasn't so you, even a contest.
0: So you were part of the the team in 09 that made it to the first bowl game in like twenty some years, and then you won the first bowl game. Yeah. That's yeah, we won cool. the
1: first bowl game. We won the first bowl game in like thirty some years. My senior year. We went to the first bowl game in like thirty years. My my goal going into my first, right? I, I blew off my knee beginning of the year. So I missed the first I, I missed training camp. I the really training like a year with GL. I don't know how I did it. Like three games with no no knee. And I was gonna play the whole season like that, but Think of we went to play Eastern Michigan, Mm-hmm. actually tackle, and I was playing right tackle at the time. I so was able to lose my left knee down, so I was able to kind of transition, to keep stress off of it, so I was doing all right. And then they actually played left tackle, and then just kind of, I kind of like re injured it, like made it worse. And Doc was like, "Listen, if you don't stop playing now, you're probably never gonna walk again." And I was like, "I don't want to do that," so yeah, I get the knee surgery and sit out. Yeah, but luckily it was like. Right in time, I got a medical red shirt, so I was able to get the year back, and that's why I was able to play my senior year with a Dazzy. How was uh,
0: How was campus life for you? What were the players doing on campus those days?
1: <laughs> I mean, campus life wasn't really too much because I mean, when you're a college athlete, man, your, your time is pretty much taken up like all day, every day, all year. Like, uh, like it, it used to blow our minds because the regular students used to be like kind of hate us because they, they were like, oh. You guys get to go school for free; everything's paid for. You don't got to worry about having debt. But I'm like, like, you don't understand what we have to do to like get that. Like, they tell us when to go to sleep. They tell us when to wake up. They tell us when to eat. They tell us when we gotta go to class. They tell us, you know, like always gotta we oh we gotta be in class every day. We can't, you know, what I'm saying we can't party during the week and decide we don't want to go to class. No, yeah, it's like, it's like a full time job. I like, like, don't have the same. So essentially, like it's a trip. you got. Yeah, pretty much. Like it, it was it was, and we was there like all year. And regular students got to go home in the summer. We had to stay on campus and take summer classes, you know, like it was uh it was just like a like a full time job year round. So um but campus like was cool. We used to like do some of the stuff for regular students when we got a chance to get break. Springtime was normally the time for us to kinda have a little bit of fun because that was spring ball, so it was just practice and play a spring game. It wasn't like, you know, we was in season or we was in training camp type of thing. So um the springtime was normally like the time where we could have a little bit of fun, but even in the spring, man, it was hard. But spring fling used to be a thing on Temple. Like, I used to love spring fling. Spring
0: fling was a good time. I remember you know, that. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple do you know, we used to get in trouble a couple of times. We took the sacrifice, missed a class to go be out there on Leo Cross Walk and hang out with everybody. But mm-hmm. you had to. You know, it it, 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 yeah, you got caught. You know what I'm saying? You already knew what you had to do. <laughs> uh, man, um, Spring Flames was probably one of my favorite things. I used to love going to the basketball games. Yeah, um, when, when we had to catch them. Um, what else? you were a Man, big. Uh, Pub I used Web to brand? go to uh, PubWeb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived in. I lived in the edge of the last two years, my senior, my senior year. So, so I got in 09. 09 was probably the funnest year for me because I was hurt and I didn't have to go to practice. I didn't have to play. So I was on campus a lot more. So 09, you know, when I was hurt, I was doing a little more. And you know, I was going to Pope Web <laughs> on a Thursday. You know, That's a good going time. Pop Web's going always to the fun. Cow horse, going, uh, going to um Maxies on campus on the course walk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It was it was good times, man. Thursday night Pope was probably my favorite time to go. Like that was the best time to go. Especially and then, uh, you know, as college students, you know, when you're a college student, you ain't, you ain't really got that much money to do anything. So,
0: and then you—you told me you're you're kind of friends with Elton Brand, right? Uh,
1: you hear, you hear me? me? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, I hear you. You told me on
1: a Tuesday you, you kind of knew Elton Brand, right? Yeah, he went to my high school. I'm from um, my high school, Peekskill, New York. Um, Ellen Brand went to my high school, so, you know, we had a lot of uh, mutual friends from back home, and they kind of connected me when he was playing with the Sixers, so then, you know, uh, he used to give me free tickets to come to games whenever I wanted, and then uh, I kind of got, he kind of hooked me up with, uh, with Lou Williams, so I used to hang out with Lou Williams, uh, like, in the spring on the weekends, Lou Williams, like, had after he trained off, he'd be like, yo, D, we going to such and such, his brother, I used to always speak to his brother, his brother lived with him, brother be like, yo, D we going to such and such club or yada yada or whatever, pull up. Um it's crazy because me and Lou Will kinda hit it off because uh like I like I said, I grew up in New York. I played AAU basketball. You know what I'm saying? Basketball was my sport. I didn't really play football until my senior year of high school. And um so like we knew a lot of the same people in the basketball world because we kind of we kinda did that AU thing, travel basketball through high school. So I told him I was like, Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying, you know my cousin, you know my man's such and such, such and such. He like, yo, you yeah, know my people. I'm like, Yeah, that's my family. So he like, Oh, once he once he was like, Oh, where yeah, that he's like, All right, cool, bet. You know, every time I'm doing something, hit you up, pull up, like type of thing. So I was like, Alright, yeah, yeah, I'm cool. Like you're a college kid, you're not gonna say no to an NBA player telling you to come chill, like it's that's 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 that's, that's the life. No, real, <laughs> that's that's where everybody wanna live. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't want to turn down hanging out with Lou Williams either. I mean.
1: <laughs> nah, man. Lou was chill, man. Lou was always fun, man. It was never no, it was never nothing crazy going on around him. It was just fun times, man. Vibe out, enjoy the setting, have fun, and just go home.
0: That's awesome. So then or 2011, you go to the NFL. You don't get drafted, but you end up in the NFL. Yeah. You got You said, I think you were telling me you got a couple calls during the draft. You got like 15, 20 teams called you. During yeah.
1: the draft, yeah. teams called me. Uh, now nah, during the draft, I probably had maybe about three or four teams call me. But the team I thought I would get drafted to was Carolina. They called me in like the fifth or sixth round, so I'm thinking, like, Oh, they called and told me telling me they're gonna draft me because they had a pick coming up. And uh, they was like, No, nah, we're not gonna draft any more linemen, Well, you know, we want you to come as a preferred free agent, so we're gonna sign you as soon as the draft is over. So in my head, I'm like, all right, cool. In my head, I'm still, I'm still hoping somebody – like I just wanted to get the phone call just to have that experience, say I got drafted. You know, like, that's just like one of those things you just don't forget. And, uh, I mean, things didn't work out for me on draft night. But that was cool. I, I mean, I didn't really trip. Uh, I knew uh, I was just blessed to even have the opportunity to even go to the NFL. And uh, I ended up uh, – I was going to sign with the Panthers at first. They was going to give me, like, signing bonus, all that stuff. They was going to, you know what I'm saying? They, they really wanted me to come. And uh, I made the bonehead mistake of kind mm-hmm. of, of like, reneging on them last second and going to the Miami Dolphins. And that just kind of backfired on me because Dolphins ended up cutting me first day in camp. I was on hard knocks for, like, first 20 minutes of the first episode season. I think it was season seven, episode one. First 20 minutes was me getting cut by the Dolphins. And it was on national TV, so major people saw it. So, like, it was crazy. I, I remember at the time I was in camp with the Patriots, and I kind of just tweeted, like, yo, you know, Hard Knocks coming. Everybody was so excited for Hard Knocks coming on. I'm like, yo, if you see me, you know what I'm saying, like, just let me know, like, type of thing. I didn't think I was going to be on the show because I got cut so early. And, uh, yeah, like, two minutes later after it aired, I wasn't even watching it because I was like, I'm not going to watch it because I'm probably not going to be in it. no need to watch it. Just, like, bad memories type of thing. And like two seconds later, like my phone just started blowing up. Bing, 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 bing. Everybody just hit me up like, yo, you on the show, yo. I see you, yo, you the first 20 minutes of the episode. So I went back and rewatched it just to kind of see what it was. And it was crazy though, cause I didn't realize like, they literally like flew me down there and set me up just to cut me for the show. Like, Cause when I got to the cameras, like cameras called me at the airport, when I got to the hotel, they was on me as soon as I got out of the car. Like, they like they was waiting for me to come get to the hotel. I get to the hotel, they filming me, they getting the elevator with me. They asking me questions. In my head, I'm just thinking like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe it's a good thing that the cameras is following. Maybe, like, Coach Staff told him like, yo, keep an eye on this dude, you know what I'm saying? He gonna make the team type. That's how I was looking at it. I was looking at it like, oh, they filming me to show that me getting cut for the first episode. Oh, man. And, it was crazy, but I mean, it ended up kind of being a blessing in the sky. So I kind of got a lot of people who wanted to see me out there and see me be successful and win for me. And, yeah, just went from there. Um, Around the league for like three years. Uh, spent some time in Chicago uh, with the Bears. Got a chance to play for Lovey Smith. Played with Brian Erlocker, Lance Briggs, Juice Peppers, uh, Peanut Tillman, Matt Forte, uh, Jay Cutler. Um, You said you watched
0: hard – well, when Hard Knocks airs, you were on the Patriots,
1: right? Yeah, I was. I was, yeah. yeah. I remember the next day I went to practice. um, Bronk was, like, the first person I saw, Ron Gronkowski, And he was like, yo, dude, I saw you on TV last night. Yo, that was crazy, man, how they did you, bro. Like, but everybody was showing me love on the Patriots. Like, Devin McCourty showed me love. Jim Edelman showed me love. Even Tom. Tom came to me and was like, man, that was – that was messed up what they did to you, type of thing. Like it was, it was, it was crazy. Like um, like just being in that locker room and being in that setting around those guys. Like even with the Patriots. Um, yeah. Like Tom Brady was the first person I met when I got to the facility and I signed with the team. Like he was the first person I met, and he walked up to me. He was like, "Hey, Derek, how you doing?" I'm like, in my head, I'm like, "How do you know my name? Like, I just got here. How do you even know who I am?" He's like, "Hey, Derek, how you doing? My name's Tom. Tom Brady." I'm like, "Duh. Everybody knows <laughs> yeah. who you are. Like, what are you telling me?" Like, like who doesn't know who Tom Brady is? But it was it was cool, man. He was like super cool dude, man. He was super cool, man. I like Tom. He's like super down to earth, man. He was cracking jokes with his teammates. Like he's like he's really like like the, the the quintessential pro, man. Like he sit in the front row, he take notes, even though he know the offense better than the O.C., old still take notes. So, like he asks questions. I like, guess crazy. And Belichick too. Belichick was. It was cool too. Coach, Coach uh Jackson was, like was cool as hell, man. Like, is he like all why? He cared about you. Nah, I mean he, that monotone voice he has. Like, that's really how he talks. Like, he he doesn't get loud. He doesn't scream. He talks in that pitch. Like for everything, it doesn't change at all. But he's like super chill. Like, all he cares about you is being able to do your job and play football. As long as you can do that, like. He'll let you be yourself. Like you don't know, you don't, know, you know what I'm saying? Like you just gotta know, like when you play for the Patriots, like that, that whole Patriot way, like that's a that's a real thing. Like there's a certain way that you have to be and conduct yourself on the field and in the community, like that's that's real. But other than that other than that, like you don't care, he let you be yourself. That's cool.
0: So then like you said, you end up with the Bears and then you ended up with the Panthers for a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, that was the last team
0: I was with. I was Panthers, two thousand fourteen, and then you went from there to the Canadian Football League,
1: correct? Yeah, I, I did a little stint in the Arena. Oh yeah, and then and then the I arena went to the Arena League. How, yeah. how did you like the Arena League? I mean, Arena was cool, but like I played most of the season, and it's essentially like Arena essentially was like at least for me as a lineman, it was like sixty reps on one on ones, and one yeah. like, on ones is like one of those. You're doing practice as, like, a hone your skills type of thing. I think – but don't get me wrong. I think the Arena League did prepare me to be successful in the Canadian League because doing all those reps and one-on-ones just kind of made me a really good, like, pass protector because, like, mm. you're pretty much on the island in the in the Arena League. So, like, all you're doing is one-on-ones all day, every day. So, it kind of made me a better uh, technician in a sense of, being able to be good at just blocking a defender one-on-one and not relying on help or anything like that. So, um, my, I, I do value my time in the arena league, but it was kind of hard just cause the grind of football and not making that much, barely any money at all. It's just like, it was like one of those things that just weighed on you. It was like, man, do I really want to keep playing for, you know what I'm saying? 800 bucks a week. I, I could do that. doing a regular job, like type of thing. So, um, I was old, that was like kind of like for me it was almost like all right NFL is not really calling anymore I'm not really getting no more looks um, I had a couple of workouts with some teams while I was doing it but nothing like turned into anything substantial and I was kind of like all right I'm just probably gonna call the career and just start working and you know call, leave it at that and then uh, I got a call to go to the Canadian League like two weeks after the Arena League season ended. And just everything just kind of went up from there with the Canadian league, and that kind of got me to where I am today.
0: Yeah, so you're up, you're up in the Canadian league. The one year you won Offensive Lineman of the Year, right?
1: Yeah, that was my first full season in Canada. I won, I won Offensive Lineman of the Year, 2016.
0: That, but like, do you still have that trophy and everything? Like, I would be like gloating about that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on.
0: On Zoom, he's about to go get me the trophy. Uh, All right, man, I like it. Right here, big white trophy, CFL, yeah. most yeah, outstanding yeah, offensive lineman. Yeah, the I'd be, diamonds. I'd be hanging out in the living room. Derek Dennis, yeah, this Calgary. Is
1: a, yeah, I got, a, I got a couple little plaques from it, man. I got some game balls. Uh, I got some jerseys hung up. There's a picture of myself on the wall yep. right there. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. So then, I think it's actually pretty heavy.
0: (laughs) Get a little workout in. (laughs) So then, uh, how'd how'd you like living in Canada? How was Canada? Fun?
1: Canada's cool. I I didn't have any issue with it. I didn't really have too many problems. Uh, People are pretty chill, pretty nice. Yeah. Super nice. Uh, For the pretty, the cities are pretty clean. They're pretty fun. Yeah. It's not different than being down here. It's just uh, a lot less people, mm-hmm. um, and they're like super polite. You know, even when they're angry with you, they're still like kind of polite, which is kind of it kind of threw me off at first. I'm from New York City. where Everybody's rude. So <laughs> yeah, the big city life to Canada. Yeah, yeah big city. Where everybody's rude, but I mean, <laughs> it was cool. Man. I liked it, man. I enjoy. I enjoy, it. I enjoy it every time I go up there, man. It's always good times.
0: Now you're you're not in Canada anymore, right? You're you're down in America now, right? Nah.
1: Now, I live in Arizona now, man. I got tired of dealing with the East Coast and the cold and the humidity. So I moved out west where it's dry <laughs> and it's hot. Yeah. How and was like it? It was, it was humid 100%. here
0: today. It was really humid here today.
1: Yeah, it's about, it's about 110 here in Arizona today, and it's oh. going to keep going up.
0: <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Um, <laughs> so, Canadian Football League, a couple really good years. And then right before all this, you did sign a contract with the XFL, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So things kinda got slow for me in the CFL. I don't know why. I just last season I was an all-star division all star. Um, but for some reason, just uh I, we got a new CBA. Money's just kinda crazy and and uh just I wasn't getting what I felt I was valued or nobody was trying to offer me things that felt like they can offer me what I was what I was valued at. And uh yeah, last second I kinda I got an opportunity to go join the XFL. Um, did that for about three weeks. Kind of got cut short because of COVID-19. But, yeah, um, yeah it, it was cool, though, man. I, I ended up getting assigned to the New York Guardians. And that's like going, I got to go back home and play pro football in my own backyard, you know, practice in my own backyard. Got to go home to see my mom and my sisters and stuff. Like every day after practice, I would just go home and kick it with my family. So it was cool. I was there for like a month, three weeks, close to a month. And, uh, yeah, I was supposed to get my first start playing Houston, March 14th. Uh, in Houston, you know, had P.J. Walker, who was a Temple alum, doing great things. You you still um, keep in touch with a lot of the Temple alumni, right? You guys have- do, man. I, I speak to pretty much everybody, whether I play with them or not. Um, I keep in touch with the, A lot of the younger guys came after me, especially a lot of them that came up to Canada. I always made a point to, like, you know, talk to them. Like, those are, those like, my little bros, in a sense, like – I feel like if you went to Temple, and you played at Temple Diamond, you're a certain type of dude, like, you know what I'm saying, you're my type of dude. So I always kept in touch with them, always show love, always try to give advice if I could, just based off of my own personal experiences and me going through the professional thing. And, and you know, in that sense, I even talked to a lot of, like, OGs who played way before me, like um, like Jason McKee, Harry Burris, um, Henry Burns is, like, he's a, he's another – he's a CFL great. So, Hank – he's, like, he's like one Hank of the is. best
0: quarterbacks of all time in the CFL, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Hank, he played 20 – I think 20 years, 22 years. Yeah, something of, like that. In the yeah, Hank, Hank had a hell of a pro career, man. But he's a good dude, man. I keep in touch with Hank. Um, Man, uh, who else? I'm drawing blanks. It's a lot of dudes. Uh, Palmer, uh, yeah. pump, uh running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Keep in touch with him. He's a good dude. Um, baby. yeah. So, yeah, I, I like me, I'm like I said, I bleed cherry and white. So anybody Temple, anybody who played a Temple, did anything with Temple, like you know what I'm saying, I, I rock with you to the fullest. So I'm cool with a lot of the guys that was before me, after me, during during my time. Like that's just how it is. You uh, you haven't been back for a game though in a while, right? Nah, man, I haven't caught a Temple game since like 2012 or 13. All right, we got to get uh, you to
0: a game. That's that's the goal. If you if you're officially yeah, done yeah, football, yeah. we're getting if, you to you a
1: know, game. I, I used to always speak to um, Coach Foley when he was there before he left to go to Baylor, and now he's in the league with Coach Rule. Coach Foley used to always tell me like, you know, welcome back, you know, whenever you wanna come, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna come, but I just never got a chance to, to get back. Just life just took me a lot of places. And things popping up, you know. I ended up having kids, so it was kind of hard to, you know, get around to travel with the kids. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, man. As soon as I get a chance, I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna come back and catch a game. That's definitely that's one thing for. Like.
0: And then, uh, hope hopefully, it'll be at our own stadium. <laughs> if we get a, man, our own stadium if they on can campus,
1: find a, way to put a up, yeah, if they can find a way to pull that off, that would be dope. Cause uh, I think a, a even a fifteen thousand seat stadium on campus that would be dope. Right? Yeah, I I agree. That yeah, was playing. At, be, it, I was playing at the link it thing, don't have like to be that crazy. I mean, the link was. Don't get me wrong, playing the link every week was was fun too. Like that was a dope experience. Not a lot of college kids say they get to play in the NFL stadium. You know, their whole college career. But um, yeah, like if you got a a. a Stadium campus, like the games would probably be way more fun. They'll be way lit. They'll look better just because you know, just because the size of the length just makes it hard to. We would never fill that stadium. Only time I think we filled that stadium remotely was when Penn State was in town, and that's because yeah. all their, all their fans like travel no matter where they play. Yeah. Nah, but yeah, I agree. I mean, it would be
0: it'd be fun to have a stadium. It's just finding where we put it in North Philly is gonna be tough. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing. It's the neighborhood. The neighborhood is going to be hard to find enough space to put a stadium in, kind of control it and keep it safe type of thing.
0: So what now that? so the XFL obviously ended with corona. And what are you doing now during this? Are you training or are you just – you hanging?
1: Um, I'm kind of just laying low right now, man, just being a dad. You know, I just had a little girl. About a week ago, close to two weeks ago, so I'm just being a dad. I got a two-year-old son. So saw his head popping. Yeah, two two-year-old just um, ran across the street yeah. about a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's just I'm just being a dad, man. Kind of enjoying life. I'm, I'm getting up there in terms of like age and stuff. So uh, it's gonna be getting close to that time where I gotta make that transition to the next part of life. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, hopefully, maybe you have one, one last ride, on,
1: man. Anybody. <laughs> Call me will play. I am ready to pull up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I still got. I got a solid. I started playing football late, so I still got a solid five or six years left in me. It's just, it's just getting someone to let me get those five or six years out of me. That's all.
0: Yeah, we'll see. See what happens. But um, thank you so yeah. much for joining me, Derek. I thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I really appreciate. it. Thanks for joining me yeah, the no second
1: matter, time. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No.
0: Um, I would love.
1: To. Yeah, it's all good, man.
0: Love to have you on again. It's all good, uh, in the man. future.
1: Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Just reach out to me, man. I'm always available.
0: I appreciate it, and uh, hey, hopefully see you at a Temple tailgate next season.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. If, if I'm ever pulling up to a game, I'm gonna make sure I hit you up and just let me know what what lot what lot spot to pull up to, and I'm there, man. I got you.
0: But uh, all, all right, right, we're gonna we're gonna close this one out. Thank you, Derek. Again, I really appreciate it. It was great. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I will talk to you guys next week, all right?
1: Yes, sir, yes, sir. All right,
0: right, Derek, I'll I'll tweet this at you, buddy. All right, man, appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. And that will conclude our episode. Uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed that one. Uh, I can't thank him enough for coming on a second time. After the first time, we had technical difficulties. Um, Hopefully we don't this time and hope you guys all enjoy and almost done my drink. Bye.